Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am your founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Julian Hayes II, and here's a bit about Julian. He is an author, an executive health consultant, and the founder of The Art of Fitness and Life. His mission is to help entrepreneurs, executives, and high-achieving individuals live healthier, richer, and longer lives so they can run around their great grandchildren, not just see them. This mission is accomplished through leveraging their unique DNA, data-driven health metrics, and N of one personalized programming, high-tech toys, and a performance team. Who doesn't want that? He is also the host of Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. Lastly, he's written 300 plus articles with the majority published at the world's largest publications such as Incorporated Inc., Entrepreneur, Success, and many more. So he is definitely a legend, y'all, in his sense. So without further ado, please welcome Julian Hayes, the second to Jump's podcast. Genesis, hello, hello. Thank you so much for the gracious introduction. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me on. I am looking forward to this. My pleasure. But before we dive into our segment, which we're going to focus on health and really helping others live healthy, let's have a icebreaker where you could either share a crazy thing you did or a fun but interesting fact about yourself. Ooh, crazy thing I did. Hmm. Or fun fact. Let's do fun fact. Okay. Yeah, let's do that because the uh, the other ones are probably shouldn't be recorded. So let's do that. So a fun fact is I like to salsa dance and do various other Latin dances like bachata, merengue, and even a little kizomba as well. Oh, okay, cool. So for anyone listening out there, if you're looking for a dance partner, he says he can bachata, merengue, salsa, and all those good Latin moves. Let's do it. Hey, look, if it anybody comes stops by in the Nashville area, let me know. We will go out dancing. This is hilarious. So you live in Nashville, Tennessee. I do. So the home place of Billy Ray Cyrus and Country Town, but you salsa dance. So are there salsa clubs and Latin clubs up there? You know, Nashville is branded as the country music capital of the world, which it is. My 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 line dancing is a little so-so. Sometimes you got to break that out, you know, you, you know, but uh there's there's pockets now we got a we got a little culture here it's not just country music you know we reel them in with the country music and then we got other little pockets where you can get some salsa dancing in so yeah we we're coming up in nashville i'm born and raised in nashville nashville's a much cooler city now than what it was beforehand okay country music's not that bad i i i like a little country music i'm not gonna lie i like a little bit it's a little catchy yeah, I like country too. We're in Texas down here. So people think that we ride on horses and I'm like, nah, we don't all ride on horses or do anything like that. And it is not like haystacks rolling over or tumbleweeds. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're, you get, you get the stereotypes. We get some of the same stereotypes. 
Awesome. So let's dive into more of your personal background because that is going to set up the foundation on why you're so focused on health and maybe why you started the art of fitness and life. So can you start off by telling me a little bit more on what your personal background looked like and did your background help you segue into what you're doing now? Yeah, the background absolutely helped me in terms of what I do now. But the origin of me with health starts probably as a teenager playing basketball. And up until that point, my paradigm consisted of when you get around 30 years old, life starts to go downhill and you start to physically decline. Thankfully, that's not true because I'm 35 now. So the 30s are good still. But that was my initial paradigm beforehand. And this gentleman was much, much, much older than me. And he was running up down the court with us kids with no problem. And I was like, wow, who's this guy? Because he's just, he's just shattering my paradigms right now. So I had a talk with him after, became good friends with him. And some of the advice he told me was very simplistic. And it's not like I had this movie montage moment where the next day I start drinking smoothies and, and meditating and all these things. No, that's not it. But what he did, he planted seeds and those seeds will soon sprout, you know, years later, but he planted seeds and throughout college, the the fascination with health started with myself, transforming my own body, taking, taking control of my own health. This further led to medical school. So I went to New York for a year. I was in medical school. New York's a much different place than Nashville. That's to no surprise. And my life was changed in New York. I had a lot of crazy conversations with people. And I realized that I love the topic of health, but I don't think I necessarily am just obsessed and love and needed to be a surgeon. I wanted to be an eye surgeon. I love the eyes. And, and so I left and much to the chagrin of a lot of people, people thought I was crazy. I wanted to write. There was a part of me that wanted to write. I kept this secret for 22 plus decades. I live vicariously through others. And I just decided that you only get one chance at this life. The government will always be there to give me more loans to go back to school. So I have nothing to lose. And just over time, I get curious and I learned about genetics and I find mentors to ask questions. And I think about things I'm interested in, other people will be interested in as well, at least a small percentage, just 7.7 billion people in the world. So I think the odds are in my favor. And just out of curiosity and just constantly having this urge to really advance human potential as much as possible i add different things and discover new things and try new things and that's kind of what the art of fitness and life is all about it's about seamlessly marrying health business and life into into one thing and ultimately being around for our great great grandchildren because um i i think we there's a lot that we leave at the door. I think the average age expectancy is around 76, 77. I think that's far too short. I think that's far too short. And we lose too much wisdom from people who pass at that time. My father in particular passed in, in his early 60s. And there's a lot of things that he missed out on. And it's just a, a duty and a passion in myself that I, I can't get over that I want other people. I think it'd be so cool to have these pictures of multiple generations and they're running around. They're not just like the oldest, the oldest person is just sitting at the table 
and he can't do anything, but he's actually moving around with everyone else. So that's me in a nutshell. That is amazing. So that man that was running up and down the court left such an impact on you that you were curious and you said, you know what, I need to have a conversation with him after the fact. So looking at where you are now, have you um, kept up with that man who made such an impact in your life and, and told him, hey, I just want you to know if no one has ever told you how much you impacted my life by just having that conversation with me? Funny story, I have not. I've, I think it's been 10 plus years or maybe even longer since I've seen him. And it's kind of those things where some people are in your life for a lifetime and some people are there for a season or a reason or something like that. I might've butchered it, but because my decision to leave medical school in New York happened at a, the pivotal moment happened at a happy hour on a random afternoon while I was sipping a uh, Caperinia, right? It was just some girl that was beside me talking. I mean, she was kind of cute at first. That's what I was, let's be honest. That's what I was there for initially to try to talk. But then I became really curious about how she was meshing her passion with her interests and career, all these things in one. And I found that very fascinating because I didn't have that kind of fulfillment. I was just doing what I thought what, what I was supposed to be doing. And I never talked to her again. They get no number, but that conversation left a lasting imprint on me. <laughs> okay so two two people the girl at happy hour and then the guy and then why did you name um your business the art of fitness and life yeah um I wish I had a deep answer but I like things that sound like the art of something you know like the art of living the art of something and I was like I like the art of fitness and then I went and did some domain checks and it's like the art of fitness and life that sounds a little kind of sophisticated and classy at least in my head it did because I had a design in my head. I was like, it has to be in black and white because I'm kind of an old soul. And I just like the name. And then, but then I think about it kind of like the principles of succeeding at life is kind of the same principles of succeeding in fitness. So that's a small percentage of it. But the big percentage of it, I just like the name at the time and the domain was open. Okay. Well, fair enough. So no, no deep reasoning behind the name, but now that the name is there, you could build around the name. So when you're working with um, your ideal avatar and you're helping them in health op optimization and that performance longevity, what does that look like? Yeah, so it's, it's a multitude of things. So each person comes in, it's like a blank canvas. Everybody comes, some people come in, their focus is on weight, getting weight off. Some people they're lethargic. Some people, they have maybe pre-diabetes or something. So they're a blank canvas. And this is where the data nerd in me comes in. I do a lot of tests. So genetic testing, there's different lab testing. There's even a cognitive test to processing, like, how's your brain performing? You know, there's, this is remote. <clears throat> we can do age testing and to test your biological to your chronological age. And we're gathering all this data. And all this does, this is telling a story of how this person's living in various domains of life. And then we go to things that are, what's an immediate goal? What's a medium? And then what's a long-term? And I base that off of what are people most interested in? 
because it doesn't matter what I'm kind of interested in. It matters what they're interested in. So if someone's coming in for weight loss, but I know they need to improve their sleep first and foremost, I'm going to say, let's look at our sleep, but I'm going to apply it toward a weight loss perspective just so I can get their buy-in. So in a nutshell, it's, I would say it's health optimization, but that looks differently to each person because we're truly N of one. And that's where that N of one comes in that you spoke about at the beginning. Okay, perfect. So there's different pillars that are there that you look at. And whenever you say look at, do you have a team of specialists that work with you to identify this genetic testing, the biological age versus the chronological age, as well as the blood, the blood and all of those things? So those things I, I do, I do all those things that you mentioned right there. So I'm kind of the CEO of their body. So I, I look at all the data and everything where help comes in and peers and partners that I bring in come in is like uh, the fitness component. I'm not an expert at quote unquote personal training. I personal trained in the past, but it wasn't my favorite thing. So I have a person who lives and breathes exercise and programming. And that's where I will come in for them and I'll bring them in. Hey, this is what their whole data and story looks like. Let's build the program around this. And so they will write their program up. And if we need, there's a medical component as well. I have medical partnerships with people. So if that's needed, depending on the option and tiers that they choose, then we go toward adding them in there. And then if there's other little specialties that I'm not too sure of, like maybe something with the gut and something very specific, like with a thyroid or something, that's where I would get second opinions and have peers come in as well in like basically a giant whiteboard session. So you remember the TV show House? Did you watch House? A long time ago. It came on like CW, right? CW or Fox. I think it was Fox. One of those. Okay. One of those. Okay. Yeah. So maybe 15% of the reason I wanted to be a doctor is because of house. I wanted to be his doctor. I wanted to be like a doctor of house, but he was a specialist at everything. I quickly found out that you can't do that. But one thing he did do on that show is he had the whiteboard, right? And he would just talk to people and everybody would just whiteboard and throw ideas out there. And I wanted to create that in my head because we can create anything we want. So I was like, that sounds kind of cool. It sounds very beneficial as well, because I don't know everything when it comes to health and fitness, but we can offer the best service. If I just have a bunch of people that could come in and we can all just brainstorm and mastermind together for this person. So that's where that idea originated from. Okay, cool. And I'm still interested in the fact that you do all of those testings with the individual. So whenever people come to you, do they ask you, well, hey, Julian, what type of credentials do you have to perform Mm -hmm. this testing? Or do you want them to do the legwork with like a primary care physician, or maybe a specialist and bring that data to you? Yeah, yeah. The cool thing is, I think it's cool. But uh, this is not real. This is this stuff is basically years ahead of mainstream and you will not find a lot of this stuff in just your regular doctor's office because this is more of a focus on preventative health. Whereas the typical mainstream medical narrative is focused on sick care. So there's tests where I could even go to my doctor right now and get it because I'm quote unquote healthy. I'm not showing signs of that. They would look at my, maybe for example, 
maybe my testosterone levels. They would look at my testosterone levels, just a random hormone we're picking here. And it may fall in a category of average, but that base that is that is it is in is basically grouped probably from like a 20-year-old male to a 90-year-old man. And you're going to have different levels, but there's a difference between good and average and optimal and even enhanced. So there's a difference. You have to go outside the system right now, unfortunately, to get optimal and enhanced with your health. And so people ask credentials. Mm, not really. Not really. Nobody's usually, because people are really concerned about the results. And I never really get anyone who's just going to, I don't have even a link to like just purchase a service just right off the bat. You know, I have to talk to people to really build a relationship because it's like a concierge service. You know, they have my direct number and everything, you know, their body is my body to a certain extent. And, <laughs> and so it's a relationship building and it's a trust factor and people see the background. I, I guess this is where maybe, you know, people say, okay, he went to medical school and I have a few certifications and maybe they see that you've written articles and all this stuff. And I guess that, I guess you call that social proof. I don't know what you call it. Um, but I think that kind of stuff kind of helps, but nobody really says, I need to see your degree, sir, before I can work with you. It never happens because people just want the result. If they think that you can help them with whatever they're dealing with, then they're going to work with you, especially since this is kind of a very niche thing. Like there's not too many people going around saying, I'm chronologically 38. I wonder how old I am biologically. What's the age of my immune system? And just various little things like that. It's usually people like, am I healthy? Okay. Do I feel good in my bathing suit? Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's go along. So it's a very specific type of person who would even be interested in this type of health right now because it's, it's early. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely that. So overall, you're focusing on that preventive, preventative care. Like, let me set you up so you don't end up in the doctor's office, not being able to really tap into your full your full life and have that longevity because you didn't do what you were supposed to do in the beginning. Absolutely. Because and I guess this is where my background and I guess growing up, whether I realize it or not, maybe unconsciously, I guess now it's consciously because I think about it now, but I guess this is where it comes in where you just see people, they wait too late before making a decision. It's like, I have to have something happen to me before I take action towards something. Why couldn't I always just be proactive? Why do I have to be reactive? And that's, I, th I think that's always stuck with me. Like if someone's pre-diabetic or getting toward that way, why not do everything you can? Why wait till they hop over to getting type two diabetes? Why do we have to wait for that? You know, why do we have to wait till we're 10, 15 pounds overweight before we do something? Why not think about this and keep this up top of mind? And that's where things like, you know, for example, technology comes in hand, you know, these different wearable devices that we have, it can keep track with our sleep, it can keep track with our heart rate, and our heart rate variability, and many more things. This is basically you're having a miniature check in of your health every single day, instead of going maybe the one or two times that you go every year. And then if something's off, you basically just got a free check engine light to actually go take care of it. Because there's some markers with some of these tests that they're six, seven years out before something that could potentially happen. But if those markers are, some of those markers are off, there's odds are down the road, this can lead to something. 
And that's just something that's really cool to say, hey, this thing's off, but it probably wouldn't manifest physically big time in my body for another five to six years, but I can go ahead and take care of it and make it non-existent. You know, that's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It truly gives us control. I value control. It's a, some people say it's a flaw. I think it's a plus. Depends on who you talk to about the love of control. Yeah, we all have different vantage points and perspectives and how you see yourself and what type of lifestyle you want to condition to also depends on the actions that you're going to take now to secure that long that overall longevity. And so knowing what you know now and your passion for, you know, helping others look at health optimally as well as holistically, um, do you ever think about going back to medical school? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not a chance. I will probably go to law school before I go to medical school, if I'm being honest. Really? Why law school over medical school? Well, I have this fantasy in my head, which is probably not true because I have a few law, I have a few attorney friends, but still in my head, I just, it seems fun. I like discourse. I like debating. I like arguing. I think it's cool. It's constructive. You know, you're debating ideas, you're exchanging ideas. There's a portion of it that involves research. You go back into your little bunker, get some books, and then you're building a case, building a story to go present to the jury. It just seems exciting. I know it's not that, but the fantasy in my head is telling me that. Whereas with with medicine now, there's a lot of bureaucracy. I would love, being an eye surgeon will still, sounds like a dream, but there's insurance, all this other admin stuff, all this other tape you know, if you're at a public hospital, you got to deal with hospital administrators. They might just have an MBA. They know nothing about medicine, but you got to take orders from them. And then somebody can say, yeah, okay, well, just be private and start your own practice. Well, I'm like, okay, that's starting a business. It's not like I just snap my fingers like Thanos and start a business right up. You know, there's things that you have to do with that. So that's why the dream, if I got to pick back, I'm going to law school and I'm going to be a high powered attorney with that fantasy in my head. Okay. That's a good question, though. I never thought about that. Well, that's why I'm here to drop gems and, you know, challenge people. So when you think about, okay, everything that you know now, what would you like to say to the listeners and viewers to inspire them and motivate them to really look at where they are currently health-wise and where they need to be in order to supersede, you know, that 76? Because let's be honest, like people are living a lot longer than what society anticipated. And that's why we've all heard that, oh, social security is not going to be around for, you know, when the millennials get older and I'm in that millennial category, but I wasn't necessarily banking on social media because the amount that they gave you to live off, I'm like, who can live off of that? Exactly. Exactly. Plus, we're going to still be highly productive at that age anyway. We're that's at that age, we're just going to be entering a, a, a third career out of maybe like five or six. So it's no problem. Who cares about that? We'll be fine with that. We're going to have so much wisdom because our brains are still going to be sharp. So we're not worried about that. But back to the question about that. And you're, it's a very good point because we at least got to have 100 as the new minimum. I'm gunning for 215, but that's a whole nother story. Some people say 180. I believe that because the longest person had lived 120. And with technology and everything, 180 is a 50% increase, right? Surely with technology, all these advances, we can at least get 50%, right? Maybe that's just the optimist in me. But circling back to the question, what can we do right now, right? Something very simple to do. 
most people will skip it, but I'm telling you, you should do it. It'll change your life is to perform an audit on yourself. Think of yourself like an accountant, but you're going to do it for your health. And I want you to really think about what does optimal health look and feel like to you? A lot of times we have this picture of health and fitness and it's somebody else's definition. I cannot tell you most, nine out of 10 times I ask someone, what's your goals and everything. They'll tell me something. Why do you want that? And when we really get to the core of things, this is not the goal they, that they wanted. This is the goal that they think they should want or that society has conditioned them to want. So I really want you to think about what does it look and feel like? Be very descriptive here. What are you, how do you move? What does your body look like, feel like? And then tie these things also into your career and into your, your relationships as well. Because this is all one. This is all a system. A lot of times we think about life, health, and business. We always think about these things in silos. We want to put boxes in everything and, and, and all that. No, no, no. These things need to all blend together. It's a blender. And there's going to press an on button, and they're going to just get cut up and all concocted together, and you're going to drink it all. So really think about that. Start with the health. How do you look and feel? How do you think? How do you move? And even think about how do you look, like your dress as well, because image is power. And you had a great episode on style. And that's an important component because that's part of energy. And this is all about energy. How you look gives you energy. You look good, you feel good. You're going to do great things. And after you do that, as I said, then go to your career, go to your relationships. How does your relationships, what's a healthy relationship for you? How does that go? So really craft your life and be detailed as possible. And the last thing about this is, do not let your present circumstances dictate what you put on that paper. I don't care what your bank account looks like. I don't care where you are right now. It does not matter. Write down what you want. Worry about the how at a later date. But for right now, just get clear on what you want. Thank you for putting that in because I definitely think we all need to audit ourselves on a daily basis. Then you do it monthly and of course quarterly and then overall yearly. So now is the time for our call to action. So Julian, what is your call to action for the listeners and viewers for this segment? Yeah, just head over to the artoffitnessinlife.com and you will have all the resources there. Amazing. So there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms. Also connect with us on YouTube for all things video content, which is at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis, because without you, we would not be ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts currently per www.listennotes.com. And if you want your products and services heard right here, then you can become a brand sponsor and have that happen. But find out more information by going to genesisamarskemp.net. And you know how I like to sign out. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go live life optimally. Love the life you live and live the life you love. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform 
as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.